0: Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM NASH ICON. Taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Hope you had a fantastic weekend as we start the work week. Again, uh, those of you that are getting off at 5 o'clock, we'll give you some updates on what's happening. Uh, Pelicans had their uh, media day today and, of course, post-mortem on what happened with the Saints, LSU, and Tulane, all on tap for us this afternoon. Again, you can listen on the iHeart Radio app, the TuneIn Radio app. Also, again, Nash FM 106.1 as well as Ericasher.com. Our podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, uh, Anchor is our home base, but we're everywhere. So, again, just... Uh, Type in uh, Inside New Orleans Radio Show with Eric Asher, or Eric Asher, and you should be able to find that on your favorite podcasting platforms. Thank you for listening to the program over the airwaves here at 106.1 FM, or, again, at your leisure on the podcast. Also, again, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Sean Vizena, Fox 8 Sports, will be our guest. Uh, Thursday live broadcast on WLAE-TV at 1 p.m., also live streaming on the WLE tv YouTube page. Uh, our first rebroadcast, 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night. On the Deuce at 10 p.m., that's WLA TV two every Friday night. i um, every Thursday night. Pardon me, Friday night nine o'clock Pelican, ten o'clock LA. Saturday morning at two a.m. on the Deuce, and then Friday, uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Larry Holder is our only guest today. He's going to join us at around 5.35 uh, this afternoon. We'll get his take on LSU Saints and Tulane, all coming up with uh, with Larry Holder of The Athletic uh, this afternoon. So, again, uh, a lot to talk about. Let's kind of get into it. Uh, again, first of all, some, um, a look back at the weekend. Uh, Saints with a huge win for this organization as they have been on the road for the last three weeks uh, because of Hurricane Ida. They have now packed up everything out of Dallas, and uh, they are back home. Uh, The New York Giants will be in the Superdome on uh, on Sunday, and of course uh, they're getting ready to have their their home opener finally. uh, As again, we'll be turning the uh, page into October very very soon. Uh, Saints uh, 28, New England uh, 13. Uh, Saints are two and one now on the season, and uh, we'll. To again the uh, the nuts and bolts of what happened in Foxboro Foxborough uh, in just a few minutes, uh, the Tigers moved to three and one with a win over Mississippi State, 28 to 25. They're now one and zero in conference. Uh, big win for Ed Ogeron, which again every single win, every single game this season will be big for Ed Ogeron. But again, big for the psyche of the of the team as well. After uh, last year giving up uh, an SEC record what was it 621 yards? Uh, again, the defense came out. Uh, in, in the three-two-six lineup, and um, they were able to able to thwart the uh, Air raider offense of Mike Leach. So again, big win for the Tigers. Not so much for Tulane. You know, Tulane again, a lot of promise against Oklahoma to start the season. They come out and do what they're supposed to do, and against in in. Um, Kicking sand in the face of Morgan State. And then last week, again, uh, got hit by a buzzsaw uh, with the Ole Miss Rebels. You kind of just said, okay, look, Ole Miss is an up-and-coming team. Uh, they're, they're a team that, that, again, is is trying to be able to show that they're among the upper echelon of the SEC. Uh, they had an opportunity to do it on ESPN2. They got a quarterback who is a been hopeful. And maybe you just pass that one off as, again, just saying, look, they're just so much better than Tulane at this point. This week, not so much. Uh, yes, uh, UAB has won Conference USA the last two years. But when you match those teams up, you would have to say, at least on paper, that UAB is not that far far ahead of Tulane. Uh, but it didn't look that way on, on Saturday night in Yalman As they come back after, what was it, 29 days away uh, from New Orleans, spending most of that time, if not all that time, in Birmingham. Uh, and, of, of course, uh, 28-21, UAB gets out to a 21-0 lead. Tulane comes back. Uh, but not enough, again, uh, again, just not playing four cores of physical, uh, uh, error-free football, which is what they have to do week in, week out uh, to be able to to compete. Uh, so, again, very disappointing. 16,000-plus uh, at Yeoman on, on Saturday. Maybe a little bigger crowd than uh, you, you would have hoped. But, nevertheless, 16,000 came out to see the wave. And, look, they, 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 they saw a team that ultimately just didn't show up. And uh, I'm not sure what the psyche of this team is. Because if you're Tulane, you've, got, you've done nothing. You've done zilch. You've done zero. Okay? Under the Willie, and the Willie Fritz here, except, again, get better from what Tulane was. Okay? To a point where you're saying, okay, now uh, they're a team that can vie for a bowl game. Uh, they're a team that maybe could vie for, for the AAC championship. Maybe. Uh, you like, again, the quarterback position. You hope that they can continue to get better. But if they don't come out and give the effort every single week, they're going to get beat. They're just not that good. And even Willie Fritz talked about it. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. Can't expect to be Tulane and roll the ball out there, and all of a sudden the other team's just going to fall over in fear and you can hand you the victory. It's not going to happen. Are you kidding me? It's the opposite. Nobody's afraid of Tulane. Nobody's afraid of Tulane. And uh, ultimately they're playing like, again, I almost like to get the big head since, since you know, they played Oklahoma so, so close. I mean, that's the kind of effort you want to see every single week. If they see that Oklahoma effort every single week, they're going to win games. We haven't seen that since Oklahoma, really. I mean, I'm not even going to count Morgan State because you've got to beat that team. But you haven't seen that type of effort since Oklahoma. And uh, so they are where they are. Pelicans Media Day, and as, as all Pelicans Media Day seems to go, again, another bombshell has been dropped. Uh, just unbelievable ladies and gentlemen i just got to you, just you know i'm expecting uh again to to hear uh excuses from zion on why he didn't work out with his team this year the, in the off season uh you know hearing a little bit more about him and griff because that was going to be the line of questioning I, i'm sure that i was waiting for the deflections everything else uh, and then of course the bombshell has dropped zion injured in the off season during a workout he fractured his right foot It had to be surgically repaired, and now, again, uh, expected to be ready for the season opener. Expected to be ready for the season opener. The thing that that just blows me away is, again, how this franchise is so clandestine on another Zion injury. Now, first of all, I'm going to get into this a little bit later on the program. you got to be damn good. In today's day and age, I mean, I'm talking about damn good, Okay. To be able to put a wall around your um, around your complex, and in this case your compound, out on Airline Drive, and not any, let anything leak to Sham, uh, to to, to you know, again any of the, uh, of, the, of the the big time uh, NBA writers that that are out there. Woj is another one. Even locally, not know uh, that Zion broke his foot. I mean, no one said anything during the summertime about this. It was nothing, okay, zilch, nowhere. So that secret was kept. Now, going back to the injury, the hamstring injury in the bubble with Zion, I got to believe his family was as much involved in this as the Pelicans were. I don't see what the Pelicans gain by, again, being so clandestine with the fact that, again, the franchise player is injured again. I mean, what do they gain out of that in the offseason? I mean, is there anything to gain? So we're not talking about Zion, uh, again, uh, uh, injured and, and coming back for an injury. Instead, the, 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 uh, the topic of conversation is Zion is not working out with his teammates. Zion didn't show up to, to the um, Summer League. Zion didn't show up to Phoenix uh, when, when, again, the, uh, when B.I. was in Phoenix. Zion didn't show up in Nashville when, when, when Nikhil Alexander-Walker brought the whole team together to be able to work out. I mean, why allow those narr- narratives to fester? I mean, Makes no sense. I mean, again, it's just negative, negative, negative on on the part of the the organization. For what? Guys get injured all the time in the offseason. I don't see any other club in the NBA again trying to be able to sweep it under the rug like it's got to be a top secret deal from the CIA. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It really is. I mean, the guy got hurt. He's got hurt. At this point, you gotta hope that he can that he did the rehab and he's ready to go. But he got hurt. Now, you could say injury-prone, you could talk about the weight, you could talk about everything you want to talk about. Again, whatever it is, it is. But at the end of the day, the dude got injured. So, again, is it better to have all these negative comments that are are swirling around Zion Williamson in the offseason when, in essence, they they, they, they could have nipped it in the bud by just saying, hey, Zion is injured, he's rehabbing the injury, that's why he's not in Phoenix, that's why he's not at the Summer League, and that's why he's not in Nashville. I mean, come on. Just unnecessary. And then on top of that, again, just the the, the entire situation that kind of swirled around this, this, this uh, press conference today between David Griffin, Zion Williamson, it's all kumbaya, it's all love, right? One thing that Zion did say, again, that he loves New Orleans and he wants to be here. Well, I mean, everybody says that. We'll see. You know what I'm going to tell you when I'm going to find out if Zion loves New Orleans and wants to be here? that's going to be at the end of the damn season when when, when this team has, has an opportunity to sign him to an extension. That'll tell you how much he loves the organization, how much he loves New Orleans. Saying that crap at media day means zero to me. Zilch. Okay, and then the other thing is, and I'm going to get into this a little bit later on the program, is now that we know he's injured and has been injured probably, again, most of the offseason, when did he have time to work on his game? I mean, does he have a mid-range shot now? Can he do anything but, again, take somebody to the hole and score? Is he going to be a double-double guy this year? 27.7.5 uh, rebounds last year. As I said before, the dude needs to roll out of bed and, 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 and get and get 10 rebounds. Rebounds is about effort and energy. So is defense, by the way, which, again, he has no clue. He's clueless on how to play defense. So did he get at least get into the film room? And, and again, watch film on defensive concepts, on -on one-on-one defense, even if he's not physically able to get on the court and do that. And then the other thing is, again, look, speaking from a fat guy's perspective, you stick stick me in a cast for three months, heck, you put me in a pandemic for a year and I gained 1,000 pounds. What's going to happen to this kid in terms of his weight? Was he able to keep the weight off? And, again, we don't know that. Uh, until he gets on the court. Now, he's expected to be available when when the Pelicans open up the uh, season on October the 20th. Uh, but only time will tell on that. And then, then comes the question again about the burst minutes and everything else. Look, Aaron Nelson handled him with kid gloves in, the, in, in, in his first year in the league with the knee injury. Again, he never got on the floor. It frustrated you. It frustrated me. It frustrated Zion. It frustrated the NBA. It frustrated any NBA fan out there because they wanted to see Zion on the floor. And they, they were giving him, again, five minutes here, seven minutes there, 15 minutes there. you kidding me? can't get into basketball, play basketball like that. You've got to be on the floor. So is that what, are we going to see a repeat of that now with, again, the broken foot? Is this going to be, again, you know, so slowly working Zion in the next thing you know? Uh, you know, you're, you're three, four weeks into the season, and, and, and you're staring up at the standings again? So we shall see. We shall see. But we'll get a little bit more deeper into that as we go forward. But the biggest thing to me that I take away from is, guys. I mean, look, I understand Sean Payton, again, brought a, brought a new era out to Airline Drive. Airline Drive was pretty much an open book. Before before uh, Sean Payton got there, and then and again and look, it goes back to the Kenny Wilkerson breaking stories deal, right? Kenny, and this is how the, how the story goes: Kenny Wilkerson uh, was the St. sideline reporter. He was at the he was at the. Uh, Facility every single day. He knew everyone. He had been there for years. So he knew secretaries. He knew people in the laundry. He knew the people that were cooking the food in the the cafeteria. I mean, he didn't just know, again, coaches and people that, that, again, worked with on the football side. He knew everyone in the building and got along with everyone in the building. He had a free reign of walking around that building anytime he wanted. And people gave him information. And Sean Peaton didn't like that. So the bottom line is this at that point Sean Payton again went went the total opposite and then locked down the locked down the um, uh airline drive the compound there again changing the way the media had to could could, could go around the um uh, the complex, you're not allowed to go anywhere in the complex without a pass or, or again, a, a Saints uh, a personnel with you outside of the media room. They took the media rooms, moved them away from the uh, locker rooms. Again, so, so again, you you're, you have a distance to go, and you have to be with a uh, Saints personnel. So this became a very, very clandestine organization that only gave out information in a lot of cases to national correspondents. When do you see, again, a local reporter breaking anything with the exception of maybe Nick Underhill, who happens to be tight with one of the individuals that's, that works in Saints media relations. I mean, that's the only one outside of, I mean, triplet, Holder, Fazan. I mean, these are guys who are they're there on a day and day. When, when are they, Duncan? Every now and then Duncan has, has, it has inroads into the organization. He gets information. Outside of that, it's national correspondence. That's it. And one of the reasons why they became very clandestine, again, they were going to, Peyton is going to, again, manufacture the message for this team and for this organization. Pelicans were not like that. They are now. David Griffin comes in, and now all of a sudden, again, it becomes very clandestine to the point that, again, they lied to everyone about uh, uh, Zion leaving the bubble, saying that, again, it was a family emer- medical emergency. It wasn't. He pulled the damn hamstring. Okay? And then now this situation with his, with his foot. Okay, broken foot. Like I said, I've seen plenty of reports in the offseason about about players that are injured in the offseason working out. We had no idea that uh, Zion has has a broken foot. And this goes to show you once again, uh, the organization is not worried about you, the season ticket holder. They're not worried about you, the fan. Uh, They're Definitely not worried about the local media in in terms of, again, passing on information to the fan base. Uh, they're, they're gonna they're gonna play their little games and and ultimately again we'll see how it plays out. Now they're stuck asking these questions and, and anything is anything it's more than anything it's slandered uh, Zion in the offseason with all the questions that were answer, were asked about Zion okay whether again he truly wanted to be here. Uh, why is he not working out with his teammates? So look other organizations do the same not all but this, the, this organizations the the saints and the Pelicans are. It is what it is. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, the, I'm not in the story-breaking business. See, that's not me. That's not what I do. Okay? I, I have an opinion on what, what, what I see, what I read, what I, and, of course, what, what I hear. And it would be nice to be able to get, again, accurate information to have an opinion off of. That's all. Uh, but uh, I stand by what I've said about Zion. Uh, this is a crucial year for him. Okay? He's got to be a better player, and, and he's got to get better. You just can't rely on, again, what got you through AAU ball and Duke. Uh, at some point you got to you got to you got to you got to spread your game okay you got to get better you got to have got to have more tools in the tool chest and this is one of those years especially if you're getting ready to again double down and and make him again one of the richest players in the in the history of the NBA uh for a second contract All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We want to get a little deeper in the Saints, LSU, Tulane, and we'll also do the Pelicans as well. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends who are at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Well, the cool weather's about to head out, 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 out for a while, right? Hopefully not too long with October on our doorstep. But still, if you need help with that air conditioning system, Call Burkhardt. They'll be there. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. If the storm left you with it, with an air conditioning system that's not working properly or, again, that, that, that died on you in the storm, Burkhardt can help you there as well. Authorize yourself some of the top brands in the industry. They're NAIT certified technicians or experts when it comes to all air conditioning systems. Of course, that's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, truly a company of trust. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com.
2: Hey, I'm Carly Pierce. The quickest way for the economy to recover, for businesses to return, for concerts and theaters to reopen, for generations of families to reunite, for children to play freely with other children, is for everyone to get the vaccine.
3: It is America's best shot. 106.1 Nash Icon.
4: This report is sponsored by Panera. Panera believes in saying yes to the good things. Yes to mac and cheese. Yes to topping it with cheesy Parmesan crisps. And yes to putting it all on a sandwich. The new grilled mac and cheese sandwich. Get $1 delivery when you order on the app. Panera, live your yes. Restrictions apply.
5: Delays remain heavy if you're traveling along the West Westpac Expressway and the Crescent City Connection Eastbound coming into the city from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. 10 westbound, you delays a solid from North Claiborne to Canal. On the 610 on the eastbound side, you delays a solid from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from con- on excuse me on the westbound side, your backups are steady from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid from just past the Legion Fields to the high rise. Also, look out for backups that are steady along the Pontchartrain Expressway on the westbound side from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for being there. Just some quick notes about the Saints before we jump into the Saints. I'm going to grab a quick phone call before we really go deep into it. Uh, Defensively, the Saints have really played well so far this season. Uh, They rank 7th in total defense at 304 yards uh, per game. Uh, They're 4th in scoring defense at 10.8 points per game. Uh, They're 3rd in rushing defense, allowing uh, 60.3 yards per game. Uh, Their red zone defense is at uh, 33%. They leave the NFL in interceptions at 6. Their goal-to-goal defense is 33%, and their giveaway-takeaway margin right now is plus 5. On top of that, when you look at uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who led the team in tackles yesterday, Uh, playing really good football. According to Pro Football Focus, he was targeted nine times. He allowed four catches of 42 yards along of 14. He had one interception, one pass defense, no touchdowns, 19.0 passer rating. Uh, Again, he had 10 tackles and uh, and three defensive stops uh, in yesterday's game, coming back playing with, again, a soft cast on on that broken um, thumb. So again, a lot of credit to the Saints' defense and, and special teams as well. Defense and special teams have played well last, last season and this season. Uh, again, they had their 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 troubles on offense. Uh, Been more of a running-type offense now, especially with, again, Drew Brees' limitations on on the ability to get the ball downfield last season. And, honestly, the limitations on Jameis Winston right now in terms of, again, understanding and knowing the system. Uh, So we'll see how that plays out uh, with Jameis Winston. The the question is, again, patience. Um, Is Jameis Winston going to be a player that when the pressure's on, that he's going to revert back to bad Jameis and make bad decisions throwing the football like what he did on Sunday. That happened again, be a touchdown with Callaway when he said he was trying to throw it away. Callaway makes an incredible play, could have been intercepted. Um, you know, can you deal with the growing pains there? Uh, because, again, you know, look, you are who you are when the pressure's on. You revert back to again your uh, uh, a lot of habits which you've done in, in, over your football lifetime or your sports career lifetime. I mean, it, just, it is what it is. Look, we all have crutches. I got crutches on the on the radio as well. Okay, but at the same time, when you're Jameis Winston and you're trying to learn this offense and you're trying to maybe emulate a breeze for when, a player that maybe you're 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 not at this point. Okay, not saying from a physical standpoint, he's got everything you want. Uh, maybe a little, you like him maybe a little bit quicker. In, in terms of, again, if he's going to run to make, to make that decision in decision-making. Uh, maybe a little bit more athletic, although he's not, he's not a bad athlete, okay? Uh, but other than that, it comes down to decision-making. And uh, that and, and an offensive line that even though, again, they were physical yesterday. Look, too many times I see Andres Pete lost. I, you know, you're, you're seeing uh, Ruiz lost. Uh, You can't have that. And now, again, with with, uh, Armstead out for maybe multiple weeks uh, with the elbow injury, uh, that, again, takes another chink in the armor here from from that offensive line where you really need them protecting uh, Jameis Winston. We'll see how it kind of plays out. But right now, this is a running offense which means Taysom Hill is going to get much more run than maybe we've seen in the past, and he did well down the stretch yesterday. Okay, that, that, uh, that last 75-yard drive where, again, they took almost seven minutes off the clock was huge uh, for this team. Uh, but, again, they're hanging their hat on the defensive play right now, and that's, that's the way it's going to have to be really, again, going forward. Now, not just now, even in the postseason, if the Saints are be able to make the postseason as well. All right, Jack is in River Ridge. He called us a 260-1061. Uh, Jack, how you doing?
6: All right, Eric. How you, hey, Eric, how you doing?
0: Doing great, Jack.
6: Um, look, I got a qu- I mean, th- this thing you're talking about with the media has been that way for a long time. Mm-hmm. My question is, okay, um, and a guy like Sean Payton, I don't think it matters what his relationship with the national media is. Like, if he decided to retire tomorrow, I imagine he could walk into a, an, eight, 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 you know, an eight-figure salary. You know, he'd be sure. making ten or twelve million dollars to do TV. Who
0: wouldn't want to hear what so, Sean Payton has to say about a game? Okay,
6: being an right. analyst, right? So, so, so the thing is, um, um, what does he get out of of giving it just to Schefter or to you know one of the other guys? And, and, and I mean, it's been a long. I mean, that's been his you know method of operation. He doesn't talk to the local guys. He get, he mm-hmm. doesn't give them anything that's worthwhile. And, and, you know, I'll never forget the scene of them being put in the grass. So, um, but but what did they get out of dealing with the national guys, though?
0: I think he feels like once the Saints made it to the Super Bowl, this became a national team. And that again, this wasn't about again the small market. Um, and when I talk about, I'm talking about market size in terms of of radio, TV, newspaper, small market reporters here in New Orleans. As much as it was that you know now he's he's on a national stage from uh, being a Super Bowl winning coach. This became a national team, and he's going to give the give the information to national correspondents. Look, it doesn't bother me. The, the 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 thing that really bothered me today was, you know. What, what do the, the Pelicans' David Griffin get out of, again, being clandestine on the fact that that, um, uh, that Zion was injured in the offseason? Instead of just being honest about it and or allowing all these other narratives to take off, for, for what reason? Why allow that to swirl around your franchise? It makes no sense.
6: I agree with you. I, I, I don't get that either. It, it, you, you're right. You, you you got people asking a bunch of other questions. When if you would just be honest, it would probably you know solve you know solve a lot of problems.
7: Players get hurt all the time,
0: Jack. I'm sorry. Yeah. Players get hurt all the time, Jack. In the off season working out it happens all the time. Why be clandestine about it? You don't have to be. Just straight straight up say he's injured. That's why he's not in Las Vegas. That's why he's not in Nashville. And that's why he's not in Phoenix. Everybody would have said, "Man, oh, I sure hope he feels better. I sure hope he gets uh, you know, I hope, he, I hope he heals quickly. We need him back." But at the same time, it wouldn't be the situation of he hates New Orleans. He wants out of New Orleans. He doesn't like David Griffin. He doesn't like the organization. He's doing his own thing. He's not hanging out with his teammates. All those narratives were, again, flowing all through the off season, and it was unnecessary.
6: And, uh, and, Eric, I just had one comment about James. Look, um, people can say whatever they want. The Saints will be looking for a quarterback next year. Um, Jameis is not. I mean, he, he's seven years in the NFL. He's had a mm-hmm. year here. And, and like you were saying, he, he just reverts back. You know, he's, he reverts back to who he is. He can't help it. Uh, um, you know, he's talking about uh, God helped him with the pass. Oh, God's going to need to help him because he, he really doesn't know what he's doing. So, um, you know, they need another quarterback. They're going to need I'm one.
0: Not throw, I'm not going to throw that out there right now, um, uh, Jack, but I will say this. It's a work in progress. And we're going to have to see the first quarter of the season to the second to the third to the fourth quarter of the season. you got to see significant progress okay and, and look he still seems to be kind of feeling his way through this offense he doesn't trust his offense he doesn't have many weapons let's face it Kenny stills oh, no. and 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 and, uh, and Harris were the best two receivers on the field for him yesterday and, and again Harris is a kick returner and still just got there so I mean that's a part of the problem here as well uh having to lean on Kamara so much to me is uh, again I'm, I'm a little bit of fearful of that because again he look he's a He's a guy that bounces off of tackles. You don't really get a clear shot at him. We've seen he becomes a different player when he's injured. He doesn't have that burst. And when you're utilizing him again with the usage you're using him right now, I think it was like 84% of they had the paper the other day. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a huge usage for, for Kamara. But the the, question, the 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 issue is they don't have enough weapons right now. So that, that has to hurt Eric, him as well.
6: Eric, I'm, I'm not criticizing the production. I agree with you. There aren't many weapons here. Okay? I'm criticizing that like yesterday. The only way New England beats you is if you give the game away, and he he just made a few decisions. You know yep. he, he could have thrown a couple more interceptions that didn't happen. You know that that throw in the end zone wasn't smart. You, you know what I mean? Don't give it yep. to him. And, and, and every once in a while, he just does things that you, you know you can see. You know if the game, like you were saying, if if the game if the game would have been closer, if he if it would have been a real pressure situation, I don't trust him. You know, but. That's just me. It's, I'm just somebody oh, calling and, and talking. You know, it's I a fair.
0: I think it's a fair point, Jack. I really do. And I, again, you look. Only thing I'm saying is, it's three games in. The guy didn't play it all last year. Again, he You're again ready. maybe again he's learned it from learned the uh, the system. But learning the system and having the system be second nature for you, like it was for Breeze, he's a long way off from there. So I'm going to take it a quarter at a time. I will say this. And, and, and this is what I envisioned when the season started. I thought we'd see Jameis, uh, Jameis again being the main guy, but we would see Taysom in his role as the jack-of-all-trades and lining up as a quarterback when they needed to uh, in terms of getting physical yards. And we saw that down the stretch yesterday, and it worked for him.
6: Yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, you know I like I said, they're, they're, you know they're they're a good football team if they can, you know, you know maybe when Mike Thomas comes back, you know the offense will, you know, w- will be a little more efficient. But it's but another there, weapon at taking, least. Uh, oh yeah, thanks for taking yeah. my call.
0: You got it, Jack. Thank thank you for calling. Yeah, it's another weapon at least. I mean they're weaponless right now. Okay, look we we all hoped. That again, Jawan Johnson and Callaway again would, would be two guys that would would explode on the NFL scene and look. They had Callaway was incredible during preseason. Jawan Johnson has looked really good when he's had a chance to be able to catch the football. Uh, you know, Troutman is, has, has, has hasn't done what we thought he was going to do uh, when, when, in terms of um, uh, being a guy that can be counted on to catch the football when um, uh, you know as 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 a um, as a tight end, and we really thought he was going to really come into his home, and he may, okay? Again, very young. Players are very young. Um, but, uh, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about little Jordan Humphrey, okay, of journeyman. Ty Montgomery is a guy that's a jack of all trades. Can, can he play receiver for you? Yeah. Can he play running back in a pinch? Absolutely. But he's a guy, again, that I like because he can play, you know, special teams and then multiple um, uh, positions on the offense. But he's no number one guy. Chris Hogan was playing lacrosse. OK, let's be honest here. He's a nice possession receiver, but he was playing lacrosse. Um, Deontay Harris has turned into a nice little receiver. OK, like he talked about coming out of assumption uh, that, again, he had to learn terminology. He had to, had to learn how to, you know, uh, he had to learn how to be a receiver in an offense. Right. Uh, Callaway is a nice player, but he's a guy that he's your number two, number three, number four receiver. He's not a number one guy. So, will you show me the number one guy here on, on, on this offense right now? Kenny Stills, he's had a cup of coffee here so far. That's see one week. One week. And even Kenny Stills is not a number one receiver in the NFL. Okay, he's your second guy, he's your number two guy. So, you got to get a Michael Thomas back. Uh, you know, I mean, it's the way it is. I mean, again, you hope you can tread water with these guys until Thomas gets back. And and then, and then, and then a heavy dose of Alvin Kamari in the passing game and in the running game. Uh, you know, a lot of times using the the, uh, the short passing game as an extension of that running game in some cases, uh, but uh, it is what it is right now. They they, they are they don't have the weapons uh, to to be able to say that uh, to judge Jameis Winston one way or the other. One way you can Jamie, you you can judge him though. What? Do, how does he react under pressure? Okay, is he taking care of the football? Uh, is he does he have the ability to get this team out of a bad play? pre-snap okay that was something again that we wasn't able to do at carolina uh, and more than importantly is when the pressure's on does he revert back to bad Jameis? and at times he has so that's something that has to be again worked on but it's only again three games into the season it's a quarter here coming up we're in the first quarter uh, when, when you look at where they are right now uh, I mean, you got to like where they are. I mean, I've got no real issue with, again, where the Saints are right now. I really don't. Um, uh, did, did I like the Carolina loss? No, I don't. Because I don't, I don't like it for a couple reasons. The way they got dominated, uh, the inability of the offensive line that looked atrocious, which, again, they, they bounced back this past week. Um, and you let a team within your division get the best of you. And uh, I'm not saying that Carolina's a bad team. They're not. I'm saying the Saints are a better team. They just didn't show it. So we'll see how that kind of plays out uh, going forward. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. We come back. We'll jump into a little bit more Saints. I want to get into, into the games as well. Uh, all that, all that coming up uh, here on Inside the Walls. Uh, of course, don't forget Larry Holder is gonna join us at about 5:30. We'll get his take from the Athletic. Stick to, stay tuned to the show. We'll be right back. Hickory & Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From black and bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor unique vibrant dining rooms. Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hi, Eric Asher once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhardt will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning, it's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella.
7: As life gets back to normal here, Diamonds Direct is doing our part with a special offer that's guaranteed to make celebrating those important moments easier and more affordable than ever. You can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct now and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. Plus, every sale at Diamonds Direct will benefit Cajun Navy Ground Force and Second Harvest. Buy now. Spread your payments over five years and give back at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall. All right, welcome
0: back to Inside New Orleans. Saints again win a big one yesterday, twenty-eight to thirteen over New England. First of all, let me say this: I, I thought they were much better, uh, a much better effort, and I thought they were much more prepared football team for the for the Patriots than they were the Panthers. Um, I think the defense continues to be a force. You know, I talked about again the stats on the defense a little bit earlier. Um, this week again creating third, uh, what is it, three turnovers now, right? including a pick six by Malcolm Jenkins. I will say this about that Malcolm Jenkins pick, pick six. Uh, Smith, the, the, the tight end, he gives him, uh, again, a, uh, uh gives him an arm bar uh, and, and kind of pushes him off, getting off the line of scrimmage. That, that pushes Jenkins back at least two yards, and Smith takes off. And, of course, he doesn't catch the bar, bounces out of his hands. And, of course, Merry Christmas, Malcolm Jenkins, right in his hands. And I'd rather be lucky than good on that play. Takes it in for a touchdown. Okay. Uh, look, uh, love the fact it was a pick six, but Jenkins got beat on the play. He just happened again getting the ball tipped back to him. Uh, but I'll take luck any time. Okay, I'll take luck any time on that one. I thought the defense uh, re- uh, really benefited from the return of their injured starters, uh, which again really hurt them last week. You know when Lattimore's back on the field for you, when Gardner Johnson's back on the field for you. I mean, uh, you know and that that's huge. Uh, I was again, I thought the defense. Uh, uh, you know when you start talking about uh, uh on on the on the ground, 49 yards rushing. Okay. Uh so again, once again, which has been the theme of this defense for the last few years. You can't run on the New Orleans Saints. Um uh, they uh sacked Jones twice. They hit him eleven times. They had six tackles for loss overall. Uh, I thought they were swarming, which is one thing we talked about in the offseason, that, again, this has to be a swarming defense. The swarming defenses, again, are the defenses that make a difference in the NFL. When you are populating the football, again, you see the difference, and and then it becomes contagious. Uh, I thought they were doing that all afternoon long. And then uh, another thing that really stuck out to me was Adebo starting, played 100% of the plays on Sunday, Despite the fact they traded for, for, for Roby, and they brought Trufant in. Trufant was um uh, was inactive yesterday, uh, but Adebo started uh, started up opposite Lattimore. And I mentioned Lattimore's stats a little bit earlier. Ten tackles, eight solo, almost again, couldn't even throw on him, as usual. I thought yo, what a pickup he has been kind of an under-the-radar pickup in the offseason, okay? guy comes in from Kansas City, can play inside, outside. Nobody can pronounce his name, you know, the whole nine yards. And and, and then all of a sudden, just a great find. Guy has played. You saw the difference with him not in the the game last week. So, again, once he was outside, inside, outside, doesn't matter. He was making plays. And then Cam Jordan. I mean, everybody talks about Cam Jordan last year. Oh, down year for Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan looks like he hasn't lost a step. I mean, he's playing really, really well. People forget. You look at Trey Hendrickson and, 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 again, his explosion last year in the NFL. Look, teams are double-teaming and have continued to double-team Cam Jordan. He's getting uh, picked. He's getting, uh, he's getting um, uh, you know, m- multiple players on him at times, and he still makes plays. Uh, Cam Jordan, uh, just a hell of an athlete still today. And where would this team be without Demario Davis? I mean, at the linebacker position, and I was thinking about this yesterday during the game because, you you know, you look at the standard of linebackers in the NFL, and you think don't patrol, right? But then you start thinking after that, okay, who were the best linebackers after those four, maybe in the history of the Saints? Well, in the recent history, you got to say Jonathan Vilma, right? I mean, what Vilma did when he came over from the New York Jets, uh, being kind of the quarterback for that defense through through the Super Bowl, uh, through the Super Bowl, and of course those years where, where the Saints were contending for Super Bowls, right? And then of course they 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 they, they strike lightning in a bottle twice because they go to the New York Jets, and this wasn't a trade. This was obviously a, a free agent pickup, and they bring in Demario Davis, kid from Mississippi, and the dude has been incredible. I mean, not just his play against the run, which is phenomenal, his ability to rush the passer, which is outstanding, but to see him in pass coverage. I mean, the dude is a complete linebacker. And, look, Ricky Jackson still today, no one should be wearing 57. He's the greatest linebacker in the history of the organization as a Hall of Famer. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you look at, 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 at Vilma and you look at what Davis is doing now, those guys are right up there with, again, the the, the, the four greatest linebackers in the history of this uh, this organization. Of course, Swilling, uh, uh, Johnson, uh, also uh, uh, the, the Field Mouse, Sam Mills, and Ricky Jackson. So, again, this team can ill afford to ever lose to Mario Davis. I thought all three levels of the defense were dominant. I thought special teams continued to impress. What Dow came in; he's another one of those young linebackers uh, with speed. Got that punt block. The coverage teams were smothering as well. I think Rojas might might be looking for an, uh, a, a a a realtor, or at least again, if it's an apartment, we might be putting in this notice. Uh, he missed two field goals yesterday. Uh, Lutz is able to come off of injured reserve this week. I guess it's going to come down to again, can he um, can he kick without pain? Uh, And then, of course, you know, again, how healed is he? Uh, Gilligan continues to play very, very well. 49.8 on on five-punch yesterday. That was his average. Dude's almost kicking the ball 50 yards. Um, And then offensively, I think we know who they are right now. I think, again, they're leaning on the running game. Uh, They're going to have to do that without Armstead down. He's out with an elbow injury for at least a few weeks. Um, I just had a buddy of mine text me about McCoy. Uh, Again, he's so right. You know they need to get McCoy back on the field uh, again, just for everything he does in terms of line calls, center, etc. Put Ruiz back at the at the uh, guard position, especially now with Hurst trying to moving in and playing uh, that uh, tackle position. But we saw a lot of heavy packages uh, yesterday. Again, okay, where they left extra linemen in, left, uh, tight end staying in, uh, Saints rushed the ball 38 times for 142 yards. Uh, Kamara was a workhorse, 24 uh, uh, rushes for 89 yards, another three catches for 29 yards. And then came Taysom time. Uh, And, look, I mentioned this to Jack a little bit earlier. Really felt that, again, when you look at Taysom Hill, that he was going to get a lot of play this year uh, as that running quarterback uh, position. Uh, And he came in in the fourth quarter. And they put a physical in-your-face drive together, it's 13 plays, 75 yards, 645 off the clock, Taysom running in that final touchdown for the quarterback position. Uh, and, uh, again, uh, really one of those physical drives where you just say, okay, we got the football. We're going to run it down your throat now. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. And give a lot of credit to the Saints offensive line, but also, again, the, uh, the runners and, and as well as Taysom Hill in getting that done. I mentioned about Jameis. He's, he, look, he's a work in progress. 13 for 21, 128, that's, those are not big-time numbers. Two touchdowns, no, no turnovers. He got sacks three times, minus 18. You got away with that bad decision on that touchdown pass with, with Callaway falling, uh, uh, you know, going up and getting the ball as, uh, as Winston is falling down, throwing the ball. That cannot happen. See, that's, that's the thing's going to that's going to cost games down the line. He's got to take care of the football. He got lucky there. That just can't happen. Uh, he's still not comfortable with the offense, and it's just going to take some time. It's the first quarter of the season. Uh, and plus, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, he hasn't had much help when it comes to, to, again, pass catchers. Stills, okay, again, maybe he takes more of a prominent role going forward, hopefully. Uh, Michael Thomas, he's just got to get back. Uh, but Harris and Camaro are your most reliable weapons right now uh, in the passing game. Until we see some of these guys getting back, okay, like Michael Thomas and anyamata, but especially Michael Thomas on offense, uh, this is a team that's going to have to win with defense and special teams and uh, running the football. I think that when you look at the Saints right now, I think they're adept at doing that. Uh, you just, again, for Jameis, manage the game, don't turn the football over. That's, that's the main thing. Manage the game, don't turn the football over. Saints are now 2-1 and one with the Giants coming, out, coming home to, again, the first home game uh, where we're actually going to have a full crowd in the Dome. Uh, what is it, two years now. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, Going forward. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. And hour number two, we'll get into LSU. We'll get into Tulane. We'll talk more about the Pelicans. Zion Williamson would have broken the offseason. All that coming up. Uh, Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, Burkhardt's got your cover. Generator sales and service. Yeah, you're right. Uh, not only, again, will they come out and do a single-day install for you, they also, again, have the expertise to come out and service your uh, generator for you. Burkhart will sit down with you, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator. Uh, once you guys come to an, a, um, uh, a, a come, come to a conclusion, then at that point, uh, Burkhart will uh, put you on the calendar. You get a single-day install. Financing available generators. You can finance, finance that over time. Again, a lot of folks may be a little bit scared of the price. Finance it over time. New and quality check. Do install quality check after one month. That's what Burkhardt does for all of their customers. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Also offering 24-7, 365 emergency service for generators. You looking for generators? Think Burkhardt. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike DelLucy, the TikTok F. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication, and the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? The they cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, cause at I-10 in Metro.
4: Hawn Roofing has been in business throughout Louisiana for over 32 years. Today I come to you with a warning. There's a lot of people walking up the streets and they're promising the world. If it sounds too good to be true, I'm guessing it probably is. I would suggest that you try to use Louisiana contractors. I think there's plenty of us here and that we can handle this work. We just handled Lake Charles. Call us today for a free estimate at 504-737-2228.
1: Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What do millions of Views Alto consumers know? Well, they know that all Views Alto liquids are blended in the USA with pods sold in tamper-evident packaging and that Views Vapor products are available at reputable retailers. And now, you do too. Get to know Views Alto at Views.com and get it in store. Views, charge beyond. Underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers. I miss my baby. Someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my
3: landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. All
0: right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Second hour, we're going to talk some LSU, Tulane. Talk some PELs as well. Of course, if you're just uh, getting in your car, it was announced today uh, that uh, Zion Wayson had a broken right foot, fifth metaparsal bone uh, in his right foot. Had to have surgery on that. Uh, so again, he's expected to be available for the opener. At least they hope on October the twentieth. Uh, he will not play in the in, in the preseason. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that. Of course, Saints LSU both with wins this weekend. Tulane with another loss. Uh, we'll give you the post mortem all that in hour number two. Larry Holder will join us at a little bit after five thirty this afternoon from the Athletic. And of course, Rudy Dixon back in studio taking your phone calls at two six zero one zero six one. I'm Eric Cash. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Stick around. The Causeway and I 10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhardt will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning. It's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. of Inside New Orleans, 106.1 FM Nash Icon, bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Whether you listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, Nash FM 106.1 or ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, Maybe you're checking us out on the podcast, Anchor, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. Again, uh, thank you so much for checking out the program. Don't forget about our fantastic sponsors that sponsor our show. EricAsher.com is where you can find a slideshow of the sponsors sponsor our program. Just click on the icon, take you right to their website, take you everything you need to know about our great sponsors. By the way, we talked to Scott Craig last week, both Bienvenue and. Um, and also, uh, Francesca by Katie's are open right now. October the 11th is the uh, target date to reopen Katie's. And I'm just so happy for my good friend Mike DeLahoussey of the TikTok Cafe. He's got his sign back up after it blew down. Because, again, uh, you know, that's how Mike uh, gets his release here, okay? Uh, He's got so many things pent up to have to say. He used the sign to kind of, you know, let go and get that emotion going. Uh, so his sign is back. And tomorrow... Starting, uh, I think about six o'clock is when they're expected to open the TikTok cafe. So, get out there and enjoy a great meal. Of course, all the Oceana family of restaurants are open. Uh, 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 we got CNC Drugs open on on the North Shore. So, I'm telling you, not, with with Katie's will be the only sponsor that will not be open uh, as of uh, as of tomorrow. So all the rest of the sponsors are open and ready for you uh, if you need them for sure. Hey, uh, Sean Fazan will join me on the award-winning Inside the in Sports this week, so make sure you check that out. And uh, Larry Holder joins us at the bottom of the hour. Saints big winners over, over New England yesterday. Just a dominant performance by the defensive special teams, 28-13. to 13. They're now 2-1 and one with the, the Giants on tap in the dome for the, the, the quote-unquote home opener on, on Sunday. Um, LSU, 28. Mississippi State, 25. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, They're now 3-1, now 1-0 within the conference. Big win for them, uh, avenging last year's loss. And, of course, again, the seat is hot for Ed Ogeron, and it's going to be hot all the way until the end of the season. So, again, it cools the seat off just a little bit for him uh, for this week. And then a very, very disappointing performance by Tulane. Uh, they lose to UAB 28-21. They're now 1-3 overall after starting out with so much promise, playing Oklahoma close, uh, you know, thumping Morgan State. Uh, even last week, you give them a little pass because Ole Miss uh, was a team. It's a team on the rise, number one, but it's a team that is really trying to show that they, they can, they're among uh, the best in the SEC and that they, they're, uh, they're a national player in terms of a possible playoff bid. Now, I, I don't know if I believe that, but, again, I know that Ole Miss believes that. You know, I do believe that Matt Corral is a pretty good college quarterback, and there's a chance at the Heisman if he continues to play like he did against Tulane. But nevertheless, you don't do what you did against uh, against UAB this past week. We'll get into that a little bit a little bit later. And of course, today's Pelicans media day. The bombshell that was dropped: Zion injured in the off season. He fractured his right foot, fifth metatarsal uh, bone in his right foot. He had surgery to repair that. They say he's going to be ready for the season opener on October the 20th. But as usual, uh, the uh, the franchise very clandestine in the off-season about uh, his injury, so we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. But let's let's get started with the uh, we talked a lot about the Saints and a lot about the Pels in the first hour. Let's talk some Tigers. Uh, look, first of all, Max Johnson continues to impress uh, even under pressure, and that's something he's gonna have to deal with all season long. He was 17 for 27, 1 uh, sorry, 280 yards. Uh, he had four touchdowns, one interception. Another, another again, multiple touchdown game uh, for this kid. And, if you again, you look at him in, in, as far as the record books in the history of the LSU and the SEC, uh, the dude is putting up record performances in terms of touchdowns, uh, passing touchdowns as, as a, again, a, uh, a young starter. Uh, he was sacked twice. He got hurried four times. Um, he's getting it done without a traditionally strong running game and, and again, a traditionally LSU strong offensive line. Um, that offensive line is poor by SEC standards. There's no other way to put it. They might be able to get away with it again against an AAC team or you know another, another team out there but SEC standards this is a poor offensive line. Um I thought when you look at the Tigers right now uh on, when you want to talk about SEC quality town NFL quality town look at the wide receiver position. They are stacked. Uh it's going to be up to Pees to be able to use these ones to kind of offset the lack of a running game. Ty uh, Ty Davis Price had uh, 13 carries for 51 yards on, 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 in, in rushing uh, on, on Saturday against Mississippi State. Again, behind a poor offensive line. And it's only going to get tougher, ladies and gentlemen. And this is the thing that, that concerns me as they start to step up in class week to week now. Um, can you be a one-dimensional passing team in the SEC and win? And I don't know if you can win consistently. You may be able to pick up some wins here and there. But, again, without a true running game, without, against some balance – I don't know if you can win in the SEC. I thought the defense, which is embarrassed by Mississippi State, uh, last year giving up over 600 yards uh, uh, of offense, once again, uh, playing without Stingley. They gave up 371 yards in the air and 115 yards on the ground. Uh, instead of that man-to-man defense that, that was so confusing last year with the crossing routes, they were lost in space. Uh, they they went back to the drawing board, and from what Ed Ogeron said, they started creating this, this – um, this new defense to take on the uh, air raid offense last year. This is all i got to say about it. You worked on this thing all offseason. Why didn't you work on UCLA? I mean, just, again, I know I'm nitpicking here a bit. UCLA is not a conference game. I get it. But it was your season opener. It is the tone setter coming off a 5-5 five and five season. And, you, and, again, you admit to the public that you didn't work on UCLA as much as you should have. I get it. Conference games mean more. But that was a game that was a tone setter for the season and really put Ogeron right back into the frying pan once again uh, when you start talking about his ability to be able to be the long-term coach uh, of this program. Uh, you look at what they did, They again, they, they – um, they, they, and then Ogeron kept saying this, and, and it's, it's true. Okay, they, they were the leading uh, sacking team in, in in the NCAA. But they rushed three, they dropped eight in the cut co- into zone coverage. They did a three-two-six, uh, giving Mississippi State the underneath plays. Look, it worked most of the game. Okay, again, I thought they tackled well. I thought they they swarmed to the ball. I thought they understood again, of, which has been a problem with this team, understanding what your responsibility is on each and every play. I thought for the most part, we didn't see a lot of bust. Okay, uh, you look at uh, at this team game. For the most part, uh, I thought that, that they really were, were really played well. They kind of let Mississippi State back into the fourth quarter. Uh, they ran Mississippi State ran 88 plays, and this is the problem when you don't have a, have a passing offense and you can't get a running game going, where you can't sustain a drive to keep your all, your defense off the field. 88 plays, and that bend don't break uh, defense, and LSU was gassed in the fourth quarter. Uh, DeMond Clark had 15 tackles, he had a fumble recovery. He's the SEC uh, defensive player of the week. I thought Flott played really well with an interception, uh, and, and, a, and a fumble recovery. Burns, uh, uh, Major Burns, who again transferred from Georgia, the Baton Rouge kid, he has been flashing the last couple weeks. Okay, the dude is all over the field, and he showed it. Okay, I thought they showed out in the secondary, but I thought it was a team defensive effort that slowed Mississippi's uh, state's air raid offense down. Now, one thing that I was encouraged by, something we didn't see in the first few weeks of the season, I thought we saw some adjustments by by the coordinators, again, which is something we didn't see. So I'll consider that progress. I thought the special teams were solid as they've been. And now it's on to number 22, Auburn, with a very familiar face at quarterback. T.J. Finley has taken over the starting uh, uh, quarterback position for Auburn. He'll be in Tiger Stadium on Saturday night, a nationally televised game, taking on his former team. And, uh, of course, it's another must win for, for Coach Ogeron and the Tigers uh, going forward. So, uh, I, you know, it's a game. Let, let's just say this. Where are the Tigers right now? Are they are they a nationally ranked team? No, they're not. Are they a team that right now you would say is going to contend for an SEC championship? No, they're not. Are they among the top three or four three teams in the SEC West? Right now, I, I don't know if I'd go on the limb with that. I'd say right now, LSU's better than Mississippi State. We'll find out if they're better than Auburn this week. Then we'll find out if they're better than Kentucky next week. And that's the only way, thing I can say about this Tiger team. Too inconsistent in in terms of the offensive line to be able to say that I'm going to go out on a limb and say this team is going to get better every week, but hopefully, again, they will. Uh, Some are blaming some of the injuries on this. Can I tell you something right now? I welcome the injuries. Because I want to see some of these young linemen play. Because again, I know what they have in, in their veteran linemen. and they're not very good. They're not very good. So if that means I got to get Dellinger in in, the, in in the game to see again and to learn on the on the job, then that means I got to learn on the job because I'm tired of seeing guys that have, that have had an opportunity to play for this team three and four years on the offensive line getting getting pushed back into in, into the backfield. Okay, by this time you should be the one that that's the aggressor. So we'll see how that kind of plays out with LSU going forward. But let me say this, ladies and gentlemen, without a solid offensive line and the ability to run the football, uh, they're going nowhere in the SEC. Despite the fact that they have a talented quarterback, talented wide receivers. I mean, Bech is incredible. You look at boutique I mean, you go right down the line, okay? They got some really good receivers on this team. Uh, and defensively, they, they are improved. There's no doubt. They are improved. Uh, UAB beats Tulane 28-21. Look, I'm not giving any excuses for Tulane here. They come home for the first time in a month, but they came out flat. How do you come out flat? You can't come out flat in front of your home crowd for the first time. They came out flat. They got whipped by Ole Miss last week. Again, you don't come out flat. UAB scores 21 unanswered points to the start of the game. Sure, Tulane roared back, scoring 21 of their own, but it was too little too late. Look, even Coach Fritz talked about this in the, in the post-game press conference, about giving 100% effort on every play, that they can't roll the ball out there and thinking the opposition is going to surrender. It's Tulane, okay? We're not talking about, again, this is Oklahoma. We're not talking about this is LSU in, in, in 2019. Okay, this is Tulane. They're trying to get to respectability. And so, again, when you don't come out and give maximum effort on every single play, you're going to get your ass beat. And that's what happened on Saturday night, Okay. I'm frustrated by it. I mean, at least I'm thinking okay, Tulane's going to come out on fire. They're pissed off about what happened at Ole Miss. Okay, they want to show they're the the team that's closer to the team that that played uh, strong against Oklahoma than they were, than the team that got thwarted by Ole Miss. And and they, they didn't show up. They're talented. Okay, there's no doubt. This is a very talented, might be the most talented team since Fritz has been here. But they need to play with effort and intensity and physicality every single play to win. Okay? Sure, they gave great great effort against Oklahoma. They blew out Morgan State, okay. But again, you look at it, they should have played like the desperate team this past week, okay. And they didn't. They didn't. There was no desperation in Tulane. You get down, you get down twenty-one nothing in a blink of an eye. I mean, and and then physically getting just run over, honestly as well. I thought Pratt he continues to put up the big numbers. He's the straw that stirs the drink. But I'm going to say it right now. Um, he's going to. When the game is on the line, he cannot make mistakes. This is another game where, again, the game's on the line, he turns the ball over, and it's, it's game-set match. Now, look, he's, he, he almost to be, has to be almost perfect for them to win. But his late turnover sealed the Wave's fate, okay? Um, you look at, again, the fact that Tulane got out physical at times. There's no doubt losing Nick Anderson now with the high ankle sprain probably for the next few weeks is going to hurt this team because he's been everywhere for that for the team at the linebacker position. But it's about effort. It's about energy. It's about playing 60 minutes for the Wave. And the last two games, they haven't done it. You throw in the drop passes by, again, the pass catchers, uh, the four turnovers on offense, physically getting beat on, on defense, giving up touch time drives and what? 75, 65, 75, 73 yards. That that, that will weary defense out. They physically got beat up on defense. The missed tackles, the bust. Uh, They go 25 first downs, 193 yards on the ground, and 433 yards of total offense. Okay? This was a defense that was supposed to be on the rise. This is a defense that played toe-to-toe with Oklahoma. This is UAB. I know UAB won, won won the Conference USA the last two years. Okay? But the bottom line is Tulane is not good enough to make the kind of mistakes they made on Saturday night, and really over the last two weeks, uh, and then try to play from behind. Uh, if they're going, if they're going to rebound this season. Uh, they're going to have to start. They got to, to look in the mirror and realize, you know what? We're not as good as we thought we were. We got to play each and every game, play each and every play, or we're going to get our ass beat. And that's what happened against Ole Miss, and that followed up again by UAB. Don't look at the final score. Go look at the final school. Look at, again, the statistics and see how physically beat they were. That tells you all you need to know. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back, going to touch on the Pelicans, and then Larry Holder's going to join us on the program. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Whether it's electrical work, whether you need help with, it, with your generator, or you're looking to get a generator installed, whether it's air conditioning systems or heating systems, Burkhardt has you covered. Okay, uh, again, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. 15 trucks in the field, NATE certified technicians, the highest certification in the industry, and then honest and reliable service since 1989. They'll never cheat you. They'll never gouge you. They'll, be, they'll they'll give you the honest truth on your assessment of your system. You want a company you can trust, have peace of mind when Burkhardt comes in your home to fix or repair your system or to install a system? Think Burkhardt air conditioning and heating. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com.
3: You're over the never ending New Orleans summer heat. It's hot. Then you're one of us. It's hot. Welcome to 1061 Nash Icons, Never Ending Summer of Nash. I mean, let's be honest. We all prefer Nash country over 106 degrees. Let us reward your battle against the heat with some of the hottest tickets in New Orleans. It's all about having a good time, right? Every weekday while you work with Scott Innes, you can win tickets to Florida, Georgia Live. Never my and eric church yes one nash winner will get them all get the code to text every day while you work stream us online at nashfm1061.com then turn it up loud the never-ending summer of nash only from new orleans country giant 1061 nash fm
4: This report is sponsored by Macy's. Create your trademark style at Macy's VIP sale with big savings on the latest fall arrivals and great deals on your go-to beauty picks, fragrances, and more. Plus, Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards.
5: 10 eastbound, your delays are steady from Loyola to Power, and then delays pick back up from just past City Park to the high-rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to Canal, and then delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonnable to the airport. On the 610, on the eastbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And be mindful, if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City connection, your delays are steady from Stump Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit and be mindful of delays along the Pontchartrain Expressway on the westbound side from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles let exit. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
2: On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community.
0: great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharaghan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Vicks Nyquil
3: Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. Nyquil Severe: the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold. Medicine. Uses directed.
0: Southern Tire, Hickory Airline in Mattery. 737-1558. Again, uh, they're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. Uh, of course, you can go to southerntire.com and find out all the uh, service they provide for their customers. And look, I talked about talking it for the last couple of weeks because it's going to happen. Okay, you're going to get a puncture in your tire. Okay, I mean, it just is. I again, mean, there's so much debris on the roadways, and it's going to happen. Like I said, I had a brand new set of tires from Southern Tire. We got the day we evacuated it was the day before the storm, and then not more than two weeks later, back just three days, and got a puncture in the tire. So again, brought it over Southern Tire. Was talking to Tony Piazza, Southern Tire Body. said, man, it's, look, it's happening everywhere. We're getting full of, of, of folks that need their tires repaired. So whether it's a repair, whether you need a new tire, and, again, something for everyone's budget. All wheels or again, ASC-certified technicians with the same diagnostic equipment they have at the dealership to work on your vehicle's engine. You can trust Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, let's get into the Pels, and we're going to have uh, Larry Holder join us a little bit after 535. Today's was Pelican's media day, and, of course, another bombshell was dropped. Uh, and, at least, and this is a typical, and I'm talking about this off show now, uh, Pelican's clandestine mode. We found out that Zion was injured playing basketball in the offseason, and he had surgery to, to uh, repair his right fractured uh, foot. It's the fifth motor, motor parcel bone in, in that foot. Now, what the, the thing that just blows me away about all this, is, ladies and gentlemen, is why the Pelicans and the Williamson family feel compelled to keep everything that happens to on a secret. I mean, it's beyond me. But it reeks of insecurity, okay, because this is now another injury as he begins another season with the Pels. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I give them a tremendous amount of credit here. In the era of social media. Where everyone has a camera or a podcast, and everybody thinks they're a media member now, uh, that 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 close knit circle uh, of again within the Pelicans organization and with the Williamson organization were able to keep this uh, Zion inj- in, in, uh, injury injury uh, from getting exposed. That's amazing. Okay. The Pelicans organization, the Williamson family have a future with the, with the CIA because they can keep these kind of secrets. I mean, literally, if you want to keep a secret, let the Williamson family know or, 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 the, or the Pelicans because they know how to keep a secret over there. I'll give them that. Look, Zion said all the right things today, okay, especially after what's happened in the offseason. And a lot of that boiled up why? Because they didn't come out and at least say Zion is injured. He had surgery on his foot. That's why he's not in Phoenix with Brandon Ingram, okay, and, and – uh, 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 well, the, the, him, Trajan Langdon. Uh, that's why he's not in Las Vegas at the Summer League cheering on, again, his, uh, his mates. Uh, that's why he wasn't in Nashville with Nikhil Alexander-Walker when he brought everybody together to be able to have team workouts. I mean, it would have been so much easier just to say that than to let the narrative read, Zion doesn't want to be in New Orleans, especially after, again, the athletic article right at the season's end when, when again, uh, when Williamson family said that they had a dysfunctional front office and pretty much said he wants out of New Orleans. So at this point, they created this narrative, okay, of the, well, the offseason. But Zion said, came in, and I quote, he said, I love the city of New Orleans, and I, want to, I don't want to be anywhere else, end quote. He also talked about David Griffin, especially after the article by Christian Clark last week in the Times Picayune. He quoted saying, "It's all love with me and Griff. We're both competitors. We don't. We both want to win. Do we disagree on some things? Yes, but no one agrees on everything." End quote. Now, man, <laughs> that surely, surely makes me feel better about the future of Zion Williamson in New Orleans. No, seriously, it does not. <laughs> it does not. Okay. Between the Pels, Griffin, Zion, his family, they would scale the Superdome rather than give the media and the fan base an honest answer. So I'm not believing anything that's coming out of any of their mouths. Okay, this is the same group that thought it was an idea, a good idea, to conceal Zion's broken foot. In, I'm sorry, uh, that that were they thought it was a good idea to conceal his hamstring injury uh, back in the bubble. And now, again, to conceal this broken foot injury, okay? So I'm not buying any of this homogenized package talking points from today, except that Zion has said his goal is to win and to get into the playoffs and do something. That was an honest answer. That was an honest answer. Okay, how much does Zion love New Orleans? How much does he love the Pelicans organization? How much does he love the fan base? How much does he love his teammates? Uh, Even though, again, he, he didn't hang out with them. Uh, even though he had the injury, could still came out with the injury and hung out with him, uh, you know, could have done that. I'll tell you how much we know how much he loves the city, how much he loves the Pelicans, how much he loves his teammates. We'll find out at the end of the season if he signs his extension. OK, the rest is pure B.S. for public consumption. And I'm just being honest, folks. They can talk a good game all they want out there on a drive with Zion and the Pelicans. The bottom line is the rubber hits the road at the end of the offseason when he can sign the extension. If he doesn't sign the extension, then all this was B.S., OK? I am more worried about what Zion did to expand his game in the off season than all this dog and pony show that we saw today. Okay, I want to know again how much was he able to do recovery from a broken foot, uh, again broken foot surgery uh, uh, that, that happened around from what Griff says around summer league. So you know where that is, right? I mean that's that's you know just coming out of the NBA season when it ended. Did he develop a mid range shot when he when he got into the lab as he called it today? All right. Um, and how was he able to do that, recovering again from an injury? Uh, what If he was recovered on an injury and he couldn't get out on the court, was he at least looking at film, okay? Was he, was he learning defense in the film room, learning man-to-man and team defensive concepts? I mean, I'm just asking a question because, again, he can't play a lick of defense and hasn't yet. Um, is he going to be a double-double guy this year, okay? All right, I talked about it before. What is it, 27 points a game, 7 rebounds a game? The dude should fall out of bed and get 10 rebounds. It's about energy and effort. Is he going to take a leadership role? Because it looks as though right now Brandon Ingram is taking the leadership role on this team. Here's quiet Brandon Ingram that's now got to be the vocal leader for this team. Are you kidding me? How's that going to work out long term? All of the rest that was said today, everything that has been talked about, okay, uh, is BS. I said it when the season ended. Zion is overhyped. He's a one-dimensional man child who's unstoppable around the basket. But that's where his game ends. It's on him as an NBA player to do what the greats have done throughout time. And I'll just use the modern times. When I look at Magic, Bird, you look at Jordan, you look at even, again, uh, uh, Durant, you go right down the line on guys that have improved their game in the offseason. They find a part of their game, they know it's weak, and they work on it. What has Zion done, okay? All I've seen so far is, is Zion Williamson, okay, this is the same player that he was back in his AU days. Okay, a player can do- physically dominate around the rim, but not much else. So, am I going to see an improved Zion? That's what I want to see. I want to see if I'm going to see an improved team player on the defensive end as, uh, as, uh, as as really the first stop. But also, what has he done to advance his game on the offensive end? And the energy and effort on defense and the boards needs to be there. Today was a donkey pony show, and that didn't answer any of those questions. So. Uh, At the end of the day, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, again, Zion needs to do what Zion needs to do to get better and to be an all-around basketball player. I'm not saying he's not great at what he does. Okay? He is. He's great at what he does. But to be a true superstar, to be the face of the NBA, he's got to get better with other facets of the game. And I don't know how you do that if you're in a a cast or a boot in the offseason. So we'll see how it plays out. But I do give them a lot of credit. I mean, I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you what. uh, I love a good spy movie, and they could be starring in the next spy movie. Uh, David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, uh, Swin Cash, and the Pelicans organization, along with the Williamson family. They could star in the next spy movie because, again, they are as clandestine. Uh, They actually probably, you know what, they probably gave – uh, when, when Sean Payton sat back and knew was everything was going on, he probably, again, was very, very proud of, of the way they were because he is the king of, of a clandestine in, uh, lack of information out of the Saints organization. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, quick break. We come back. Going to be joined by Larry Holder. We'll talk Saints, LSU, and Tulane with him. I'll see if he's got an opinion on the Pelicans as well. All that coming up here on Inside New Orleans, don't move.
7: As life gets back to normal here, Diamonds Direct is doing our part with a special offer that's guaranteed to make celebrating those important moments easier and more affordable than ever. You can make any purchase at Diamonds Direct now and spread your payments over five years with zero interest. And everything's included. Rings, earrings, pendants, bracelets, bands. Plus, every sale at Diamonds Direct will benefit Cajun Navy Ground Force and Second Harvest. Buy now. Spread your payments over five years and give back at Diamonds Direct on Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
1: Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What do millions of Views Alto consumers know? Well, they know that all Views Alto liquids are blended in the USA with pods sold in tamper-evident packaging and that Views Vapor products are available at reputable retailers. And now, you do too. Get to know Views Alto at Views.com and get it in store. Views, charge beyond underage sale prohibited website restricted to age 21 and over tobacco consumers
2: panera believes in saying yes yes to clean fresh ingredients yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella yes to delicious mac and cheese yes to putting it on a sandwich creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich and yes to impromptu road trips to sandwich illinois because that's living life to the flavor fullest get one dollar delivery when you order on our app panera live your yes Pricing
0: and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher, with you until six o'clock. Stick around with All Access with Ken Trahan. Uh, that'll come up at six o'clock right here on 106.1 FM. Larry Holder of the Athletic is our guest each and every time, each and every Monday at this time. Larry, how are you, bud? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Doing great, Larry. Before we get started, of course, you're doing Saints, but also you're doing, uh, again, also columns on NFL for The Athletic. How can folks subscribe to The, uh, to the Athletic?
8: Absolutely. Uh, look, you can go to slash New Orleans, uh, click on any of my articles, uh, and uh, we're still running a, uh, a 50% off uh, annual subscription for uh, new subscribers. So, no, no better time than any to jump on there as, uh, of course, Saints season's rocking and rolling uh lsu uh, the pelicans are just getting started up and so uh like, uh, like you said like I- i'm doing a lot more uh, uh some nfl stuff as well so uh well well-rounded coverage locally nationally internationally that's how we do that at the athletic yep. so you can do theathletic.com slash new orleans or you can just go uh click on one of my articles on twitter uh and uh best way to subscribe
0: I was looking at it last night, Larry. Just perusing, just uh, you know, like I do with the Athletic, and just they, they had the lineup of writers. And, and I've talked about it before. I mean, again, I talk about those All-Star lineup of scotches for William Grant. How about an All-Star lineup of, of writers uh, for the Athletic? Just some great, some of the great, great writers that we have in the history of sports uh, that, that are uh, that are writing for uh, for the Athletic now. So uh, get out there and subscribe. Get some great information all the time from the Athletic.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you when you go look at just locally, uh, nationally, uh, and, and you get coverage from every different perspective, uh, and uh, look, it's it, there's a reason why it's uh, it is thriving uh, all over uh, the country and uh, overseas as well. So, absolutely, I mm-hmm. uh, appreciate you uh, giving us a plug all the time and being a loyal subscriber, my friend.
0: Well, got to keep my got to keep my buddy employed, right? That, that's number one. That's the number one thing. Okay, that's numero uno. Behind that, no doubt about it. But no, it is great information, and I will tell anybody that. Again, it's where I want to go to. Things i one of the go to sites I go to when I get up in the morning to check and see what happened overnight. Saints twenty eight, New England thirteen. Saints are now two and one. Give us your post mortem.
8: Yeah, and this kind of goes along the top with my column, my uh that I published this morning. Uh, it's a. Uh, it, I think the Saints have shown in their two wins what the formula needs to be for them to be successful this season. Uh, and it is having a good defense and being able to lean on an offensive line and a ground team. And uh, I think that's uh, it, it's something that Sean Payton has become a little bit more used to in the last few years, but I think this year more than ever, I think that's the way that the Saints are going to have to do this. And, look, when they are able to do both extremely well, you see what happens in week one. When they're able to do both pretty well, uh, you see what happens in week three uh, against New England. And I think that's, that's kind of the message that I saw. You know, you're always wondering, and, Eric, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, who are the Saints? Is, is week one the fluke or is week two the fluke? And I didn't have a good answer for him yet, and I'm sure you didn't either. <laughs> so uh, I think right? at least we've seen the winning formula, at least in my eyes, uh, that the Saints need. If they do that every week, given, they're going to give themselves a good chance to really beat anyone. And I think uh, the fact that they were able to kind of, uh, kind of, you know, pick themselves up after a really bizarre uh, week, uh, month. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get a win against someone who can certainly coach X's and O's and tendencies on defense, uh, up in New England with Bill Belichick, and now you get to come home, take on a Giants team that's reeling. Uh, and so, I, I, like I said, I think the Saints team, a, a good win for them. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent, Eric, if you remember back 2019 when Drew Brees gets his hand beat up with the Rams yes. and then the Saints bounce back at Seattle uh, and, and win that game and kind of get on a roll. So I, I, I'm kind of almost looking at it uh, in that sense, obviously, uh, some a little bit of different circumstances.
0: No doubt. Um, I I agree. This kind of goes back a little bit to last year, though, doesn't it? Win on defense, win on special teams, run the football, uh, be maybe more conservative in the passing game, in some cases because of Breeze's arm strength. But, you know, even when we saw guys come in for Breeze, maybe it'll be a little more conservative on offense than maybe we're used to. So this is kind of a carryover to this season from last season.
8: It is a little bit, and even the last couple of years. I mean, once they really got Alvin Kamara – and got Brian Ram check, and uh were' able to get pieces along the offensive line to solidify all that. You could see kind of Peyton and with an aging breeze, you could see Sean Peyton kind of spinning his ways and almost kind of just using and playing with the deck of cards that he has and it it but it's being more skewed that way uh and but here's the difference to me uh it's not like he didn't trust drew Brees' uh uh he did, it's not like he, he lacks trust in Drew Brees throwing the sure. ball mm-hmm. because he's accurate and can make the right reads and this, that, and the other. Maybe it's just not as explosive, It's it, but he trusts him. If he's got to throw it 30 times, 32 times a game, uh, he knows he's going to make the right decisions, complete 70-some-odd mm-hmm. percent of the passes, have have very limited turnovers. I feel like this time it's more about, not putting too much on Jameis Winston. And yes. it's not. And I don't mean that by uh, offense as far as learning to play a playbook, this, that, and the other. I think it's more about Jameis Winston has been so used to having a team and having to try to carry a team on his back mm-hmm. for as long as he's been probably playing football. Uh, this, this team is good enough all over the place that he doesn't have to do that. And the coaching staff is good enough to figure out ways to win so he yes. doesn't have to do that. So I think that's some of the, the kind of the back and forth, maybe in his head that he's got to deal with, uh, because uh, like he's he's still prone to. Uh, he makes this. God helped him make this touchdown
7: pass. That was yeah. that
8: was his his plea to Sean Payton, and Sean Payton's like, God didn't help you. You just. Your, your butt just got lucky, <laughs> even exactly. though there was a penalty you didn't, know, didn't even know it happened. Mm-hmm. So those types of things. So I think that's why Sean Payton is doing this, uh, this process the way he's doing it. And Eric, just look at James's numbers. Uh, he has not thrown the ball more than 22 times in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, I, I did the, the adding up. I mean, he, he's had uh, double-digit games in his career where he's thrown the ball like 50 times. Uh, so he, he's, he's done almost two and a half games worth of throwing uh, in one game before than what he's done this season. Uh, and so but the yardage is down, the attempts are down, but uh, the turnovers are down, the touchdowns are up. So mm-hmm. this is the method that I think Sean Payton, if, if they can keep this method going and, and try to do this as much as they can every week, they're going to try to do it.
0: And it's only three games into the season. And, and, I, and I think, you know, much like we take the season as quarters, I mentioned this earlier, I think you got to take Jameis as quarters too. I think, you know, maybe we'll see a, a, a more of an opportunity for him to be able to throw the ball more when we get into the second and third quarters, depending on, again, how the offensive line stacks up in terms of injury. We know two starters out now with, with Toronto out along with McCoy. Still not having Michael Thomas. I mean, this is this is not like a who's who of, uh, of pass catchers on this team right now, okay, when you start looking at who his weapons are. So, so, again, maybe as the season moves on, we'll start to see the offense open up a little bit more. But right now they're leaning on D. Defensive special teams and the running game.
8: Right, and you, I mean, you mentioned Michael Thomas. Even Quan Smith, if you get him back on the field it's at least right. a, a viable pass catcher. Uh, you know, as opposed to. Uh, but can you can supported.
0: you really rely on him? He's so injured. Well, no, I had can. a friend
8: of That's mine text thing. me that
0: earlier today. I mean, I, you know, he's almost forgotten now. Uh, and I, I, you know, again, I, I can see Kenny Still's t- taking uh, taking his catches away from him simply because he's not a, not available.
8: Maybe so, but still, uh, he's someone, as soon as he's healthy, he's playing. I mean, that's, yes, that's, I that's agree. going to happen. Of course. It's not that you can't, it's not that, like, when he's in there, he can't be productive at times. It's just, it's the health issue. I mean, and it's just sure. different stuff all the time. He's just kind of just a snake-bitten guy. Uh, and so, but, yeah, like, when, you, when he's there, you've got to play him. And he, he's, uh, before, leading up to the season, I mean, uh, of his draft class, only person who mm-hmm. had more touchdown catches than him was Calvin Ridley. So mm-hmm. when he can get in there, he can be productive. But I mean, that's the thing. But we, we can have the same conversation about around Armstead. Here we yeah. are again. He's hurt again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the uh, it's the same old story. Marcus Davenport, same thing. So, but when you have those guys, you got to play them. And so,
0: well, no doubt. Uh, Look at what happened on defense gotta, this week. Having yeah, all those guys that, back.
8: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get even someone like Tano on who comes mm-hmm. back and. He's like a sneaky good pickup at the Saints Scott. Wait, well, Yeah, he's he's been he's been a good piece to the puzzle. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's uh, How about a Debo right?
0: starting over over Roby this week?
8: That was <laughs> look. I think that uh, that took a little bit of, of gusto <laughs> by by Dennis Allen, but he's going to play who he likes, mm-hmm. and he's seen in his in his eyes where a Debo has played better. And you can't argue with the results right now. Uh, and look, Adebo is someone, I know you and me going back to the draft, I meaning someone mm-hmm. I like, someone who had the prototype build and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, look, hey, if Adebo can play and Roby is your next man up, you're in good shape because uh, you're still going to have C.J. Garner Johnson playing nickel. Lattimore mm-hmm. only misses one game, and uh, he gets the uh, – the, you know, the, the garbage time interception. But, hey, look, he's, he he looked good, uh, you know, yes. playing. And so, uh, look, that that's the thing you start to see defense shape up. Uh, look, Pete Werner gets in there and has action. Caden and Ellis uh, looked
0: good. <laughs> and and look good.
8: And Caden Ellis looked good.
7: And,
8: that you know, we were touting uh, about how the linebackers, mm-hmm. uh, the Saints had a little bit more depth there than maybe we thought. Yep. And we thought it might have been Bond, but, hey, if it's Werner and Bond, if it's Werner. And, uh, and and Ellis that plays with DeMario, so be it. And mm-hmm. so Quan comes back. So yeah. uh, that, but the, all of that said, that's why the Saints need to lean on their defense. I mean, you have so many, you feel better about them as a whole than you probably do as the offense as a whole.
0: I agree. Uh, Larry, you got three minutes left. Why don't you give me your, your thoughts on
8: your alma mater, LSU? Just be glad they won. <laughs> to me, I think that's, that's just something to where you, you gotta like what you saw in Max Johnson. Uh, like he, he's kind of to me, he seems like he's coming into his own, and uh, that's a, that's a plus. Uh, obviously, we still want more in the running game, but look, it's uh, they're gonna have to lean on what they have. Uh, you don't want to see a late game comeback like they had, uh, like Mississippi State had. But I do think that is something that this team mentally can kind of get off their back after being really just kind of. Uh, land last year by uh, Mississippi State. And so you are where you are. Uh, you're not 5-0, and but you're 4-1. and uh, So, but look, that's uh, uh, – when well, you're going into Auburn, mm-hmm. Auburn is up and down right now, I think this is a good opportunity to uh, for, for LSU. Like I, I feel better about them, the fact that they were able to beat Mississippi State, even though it was close. Uh, but it was still uh, you know on the road, and you got a, a road game against someone who embarrassed you last year. so but I, I, obviously they still have flaws, but I think they they have kind of built themselves up and up to where I feel like I, I actually feel good with LSU going against Auburn this week. I wouldn't have said that two weeks ago. I might not have even said that a week ago. but right. I feel good that with this LSU, how LSU is at least moving forward. Uh, And that's the way they're going to have to do it. It's like step to step to step, as opposed to the Saints, where I just still think they would be, still should be good. (laughs) Yes,
0: Uh, got about a minute and a half. Tell the folks about what you got coming up for us on the Athletic. How folks can follow you on social media?
8: Absolutely, Uh, of course. theathletic.com dot com slash New Orleans. I will have actually coming out tomorrow morning. It's um, my second uh, edition of my uh, NFL weekly. Awards column, uh, where I go all over the league and look out offensive player of the, of the week, defensive player of the week, but also some interesting tidbits and tendencies for quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, all over the league. I've got some Saints tidbits in there as well, uh, mm-hmm. and so you can check all that out. And of course, Catherine Terrell, she's going to have all of our uh, our daily beat coverage. Uh, of, of saints all throughout the season. And uh, look, we'll get a home game on Sunday. So yep. it'll be a, a different, a different story. First one we've had in a while. So uh, of course you can, you can follow, follow me on Twitter at Larry Holder. Uh, and then of course, the athletic.com slash New Orleans.
0: Thanks bro. Appreciate the time as always.
8: You got it. E. Talk to you next week, buddy.
0: Larry Holder of The Athletic. I'm Eric Asher. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down. It doesn't matter what time you call them. Uh, you need help with your generator, need service. Uh, Burkhardt can do that for you. Remember, utilize over 100 hours uh, in the last storm season. You need service before you utilize it again. And, of course, with its electrical needs, your heating system needs to be checked before the uh, the, the winter months start. They are a one-stop shop for all your needs when it comes to air conditioning systems. Uh, make sure, again, you need help, you call Burkhardt. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust acpromise.com. ACpromise.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night order online for delivery at nolacookery.com, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, Eric Asher once again talking about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. This is the time of year where you want to feel comfortable, and Burkhart wants you and your family to be safe. That's why they asked me to talk about Generac Automatic Standby Generators. When the power goes out, a Generac generator from Burkhart will keep the lights on, your refrigerator on, air conditioning, it's all up and running instantly. So next time the storm hits, don't be left in the dark. Talk to Burkhardt about a Generac generator. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell him Eric sent you.
3: Exam 4 needs to be sanitized.
0: Mersana's MRI clinic
3: isn't operating at max efficiency. She needs a new certified tech certifiably
2: now. Someone's
3: waiting in room 2 for an ACL scan. Can you handle that?
2: Indeed can help her hire great people fast.
3: I need Indeed. Indeed you do
2: with indeed instant
3: match we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on indeed meet your sponsored job description visit indeed.com credit and get 75 dollars towards your first sponsored job terms and conditions apply i need tech that can make me as productive in my home office
5: as i am at my office office it's possible with staples connect how about a pc that'll help me get the most out of my day and my budget staples connect makes it possible with the tools you need to work from anywhere and now get up to 160 dollars off select PCs like the Asus Vivobook laptop with Intel Core i5 processor. Explore what's new at your local Staples or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Ends ten two. in-store only, limit two.
4: This is Robert Maddox, the owner of Han Roofing. I would not worry about hiring a contractor right now. I'd worry about getting my house temporary in. You've got water coming in. You're vulnerable, overwhelmed, and you don't know what to do. I would hire someone. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter if it's me. Call me. We'll try to get to you. But call somebody just to do a temporary. Call us today for a free estimate at 504-737-2228. All right,
0: folks. That's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, I want to thank Larry Hold the Athletic for joining us on the program. Uh, Rudy back at studio for producing. Uh, those that listened, those that called, thanks so much. Those that are listening on the podcast, thank you for doing that. Uh, don't forget about our sponsors. Go to ericasher.com or slideshow to sponsor our program. Click on the icon, take you right to those sponsor's website, find out everything you know about those sponsors. Thank you for supporting the sponsors. Uh, coming up next, it's All Access with Ken Trahan, Richie Mills of WGNO on the Saints, Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com on the Tigers, and Christian Clark of the Advocate on the Pelicans. So stay tuned for that been a blast, New Orleans. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll do it all over tomorrow starting at 4 o'clock. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch to the governor, they all got to go. we a
3: fight. Better do that
2: right.